Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Hello, folks. Just a quick update on our podcast page, Help for Wounded Spirits. So we had a Facebook page of the same title, Help for Wounded Spirits. Unfortunately, through this whole electronic big tech stuff, we lost that page with all of you who liked us and followed us, completely lost the page and had to start a new one from scratch. So we need your help. Would you go out to the new one and find it and like us? It's still showing a, a blip to the old one. But if you'd go out to the new one, Help for Wounded Spirits, and, and find us and like us again, that'd be a great blessing. Uh, we also heard from a couple of you folks who had questions and things were going on. Please contact us. Contact us privately on our Facebook page, uh, whatever the case may be. Also, by the grace of God, our ministry is expanding, especially on the Wounded spirit side. So we have a completely different place now to give to the, wounded, the Help uh, for Wounded Spirits uh, website. Uh, so if you could go to Wounded Spirits Ministries, you got to type out the word ministries, T-R-I-E-S dot com, and, and you hit give, it'll take you to a drop down window that starts with general and list a couple missionaries. And then it says uh, help for Wounded Spirits podcast. Boy, we could sure use your help with a month or so coming at us. And uh, that'd be a great blessing. So quickly, uh, we now have Helpful Wounded Spirits, its own Facebook page. Please go out and like it. It doesn't look exactly the same as the old one, uh, but God is still blessing. We can't wait to see you folks out there. Secondly, we have another place for you to help us pay our monthly bills with Helpful Wounded Spirits, and that's at woundedspiritsministries.com, and then hit give in the drop-down window entitled that comes up. We'll say Help for Wounded Spirits website. Of course, this is a 5013C. Uh, of course, you'll get a receipt for your taxes immediately. And uh, we thank you very much for your time. We sure do love you folks. Praying for you daily. Thank you. Great to be back with you folks today. What a great morning. I don't know if where you're at. The sun is shining and uh, we're still taking in what we talked about yesterday in Psalm number 19 and the heavens declaring and, and uh, you know, those characteristics God wants to remind us of, his judgment, his fear, and fear of God is a reverence for his word, a reverence for his law, his reverence for all those other things, and then talking about how we need to be a witness of all these things in our life, and now all of a sudden we end up in Psalm 20, and, and i got to be honest with you, you know, Stephanie cannot wait to read Psalm 20. So as always, my co-host is with me, Stephanie Wesco, and Stephanie, what's going on? Catch us up on the Wesco worship team. What's going on with you? Hey Doug, um, well we are getting ready to do a family concert tonight mm. actually. Tonight, a family so, concert. So, yeah. We'll so. tell you to come, but it'll be over by two weeks before this gets out there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm excited about that and I think I'm going to be, we're going to be doing some songs that we haven't done very much yet, so that'll be fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, we're doing, the. everybody I think for the most part is doing pretty well. I think so. Um, you know, just hanging out with the West Coast, I always try to get an impression of where all the kids are at, and they're all happy, they're all healthy, they're all doing great in school. Uh, they got the royal puppy that we're looking for a wife for, uh, little Thor. Thor needs a wife. Thor is 13 weeks old. He's a good-looking man. Uh, he's 
a little bit more on the red side, a little bit of paleness in them. Uh, Emmy calls him Thor, but uh, old Thor is doing well as Captain Thor or something like that after some kind of Marvel comic book kind of thing. I'm not sure. Uh, but it's, I think it's a combination of Captain America and some other Marvel person. See, no, Captain America is a pretty good captain. He's a pretty good guy. That's what Daniel, yeah, that's where the captain comes from. Thor, yeah, I'm yeah. not sure. Because they wear that one star. Remember I have those, yep. uh, those couplings of a star. Daniel has the t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. I want, I'm I, not into any of that, so yeah. I just found that out from my boys. Well, and there's things you find out from males in your life. <laughs> and uh, some things you don't want to find out. Amen. And, uh, but anyway, and so we went for like a four-mile walk yesterday that through the middle awesome. of the woods. And, you know, Hudson had new boots on. And, and I got to be honest with you, boys that age stink anyway. And you put <laughs> new boots on and you walk four miles. We come back to the, uh, to the place we're staying and there was a stink on Hudson. I'm going to tell you what, I haven't smelled something that stunk that bad since the last time I went to the dump. And... Uh, but Hudson got it right, and uh, he got changed. And there's always someone out of eight kids that's cutting the cheese, and and uh, there's, there's just that going on. <laughs> anyway. Oh my goodness! Oh, uh, but besides that, things go well, and uh, you know, and uh, she's got a couple girls and those six boys, and I don't know why God didn't give her four and four, but yeah, the girls' personalities, especially the youngest, she's a fireball. Uh, make up for the other six boys. But here we are in Psalm 20. We want to keep on learning from God's Word. We want to keep on growing from God's Word. We want to take away from us, uh, I think today, uh, something practical that can help us get through this day. Mm -hmm. We certainly saw some practical applications in Psalm 18 and Psalm 19, and I think we'll see them in 20. And, and, and like I say, uh, my sister Stephanie's chomping at the bits to go ahead at the bit, to go ahead and, I think that's an expression of a horse has a bit it in their is. mouth. Yeah. See, I never knew that before. So right here on this day, at this time, I figured that out for the first time. So go ahead, my friend, and, <laughs> and read Psalm number 20. The Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob defend thee. Send thee help from the sanctuary and strengthen thee out of Zion. Remember all thy offerings and accept thy burnt sacrifice, Selah. Grant thee according to thine own heart, and fulfill all thy counsel. We will rejoice in thy salvation, and in the name of our God we will set up our banners. The Lord fulfill all thy petitions. Now know I that the Lord saveth his anointed. He will hear him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They are brought down and fallen, but we are risen and stand upright. Save, Lord. Let the King hear us when we call. So this is weird. So like Psalm 20 is the prayer before battle, and Psalm 21 is the prayer of victory after the battle, or the exaltation of victory. So this is actually a, a prayer before battle, and they were required you know, over in Deuteronomy, they were required to say a prayer before battle. And so before anybody would battle in Deuteronomy 20, uh, 1 through 4, they were required to say a prayer before battle. They were praying people. They wanted to pray. They wanted to make sure God was with them when they went into battle. You know, we miss that today. 
You better believe it. I think it's a very appropriate psalm to be reading today, to be honest. Yeah, well, you know, we're in a battle right now for the, the whole fiber of this country. Yeah. We're in a battle right now. There are some that, that are crazy. And we're unapologetically, I mean, we're born-again Christians. We're unapologetically uh, born-again Christians, pro-life. Uh, we stand for the sanctity of life. And uh, we stand for, for God. We stand, we're pro-God. Amen. And, uh, but we get to this point, and I mean, as we're reading this, Stephanie, and we're, we're talking about praying before battle and, and doing these different things that are going on, I mean, uh, what are you thinking? Well, I, it's a beautiful thing to me when David starts this out saying, The Lord hear thee in the day of trouble, and the name of the God of Jacob defend thee. The name of God mm. is a defense. And, you know, there's, there's people that um, downplay the power of Jesus' name. But I truly believe that there is power in his name. I think there is power in crying out to our Jehovah Rapha, our Jehovah Jireh, our Jehovah Tzidkanu, the Lord of hosts of armies. The whole Jehovah Tzidkanu. You don't hear people say that one very much. You get the Rapha, you get all the Jehovahs, but you don't get Tzidkanu. Am I saying that right? Tzidkanu. Sid canoe, thid canoe, Sid canoe. I think it's Sid canoe. It's S I D. It's T S. It's like the backwards of yeah. Okay. But it's but it's the that means the Lord of hosts of armies and of armies and there's there's a there's power in that. Folks, you don't get that everywhere. Not every podcast invokes the name of the the Lord of armies. I mean that's a. But he we do. That's who we serve. That's that's the God of all. That's the God. That's the God of Jacob. That is. You know, they changed Jacob's name because he was all messed up. He was in sin. He was in pride. His life was upside but down. But there's God grace in that because, God, because David says the God, the name of the God of Jacob. In other words, yeah, Jacob was messed up, but Jacob's God is still a God of defense. Jacob was messed up, but his brother didn't come over and murder him with his big armies and stuff. Yeah. And I love verse 5 where he says, We will rejoice in thy salvation. And in the name of our God, we will set up our banners. And I think before you have five, you got to have three and four in there. Remember all thy offerings except mm -hmm. the burnt sacrifice. You better be doing a burnt sacrifice out there, ye soldiers of the cross. Yeah. You better Offering be, yourself. You better be sacrificing yourself. You better be, uh, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies mm, of God, that you amen. present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable in the perfect will of God. Grant thee according to thine own heart, it says in verse 4, mm. and fulfill all thy counsels. So uh, thine own heart, you need to conform your heart. You need to transform yourself. And, uh, man, I like where you went there with the salvation. Rejo we don't rejoice in our salvation, no. do we? What does it mean to rejoice in your salvation? What does that look like? I think we take for granted what a great salvation God's given us. And when Charles was killed, there was a special rejoicing that we had in who God is being the God of our salvation. Yeah. Anyone that has gone through the loss any kind of loss but a sudden loss yeah there's an extra rejoicing in the god of your salvation because that's a hope and and he says and in the name of our god we will set up our banners you know we're called in ephesians 6 to be soldiers of the cross 
How's that hymn go? Ye Onward, Christian off. soldiers, lift high his royal banner, it must not suffer loss. Yes. And it's followed up after David says, we will set up our banners. It says, the Lord fulfill all thy petitions. You know, God, th there's power in our prayers. When we are coming to God humbly, seeking his face, turning from our wicked ways, and coming boldly, setting up our banners, I think Satan needs to know that we are on our knees praying. I think he needs to hear us. There is power when God's people take God at his word and go before the throne of grace. There's power when we by faith put on that armor of God and with all prayer, praying constantly, praying without ceasing, we go forward in the power of his strength and in his might and go against the enemy and wage war on our knees. And when I read this psalm and I, and I see what David says about, um, and in the name of our God, we will set up our banners. You know, there's, I think there's that, I think of um, the Civil War when yeah. you had those, those guys that would carry that flag. The guidons, yeah. And I, my, I had an uncle that was in the honor guard in the Navy, and um, he was involved in a lot of the um, funerals. After nine, you've got a lot of uncles, man. Army, Air Force, Navy. Yeah, well, my same uncle that was in the Navy's in the Air Force now. He transferred. Oh, and wow. He's a doctor. In and the you Air had Force. one that was in the Marine Corps for about yeah. three hours or something, right? <laughs> I did have one that was in the Marine Corps for a very long time. He's the one did that you? died of a brain tumor. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Was he in the Marines when he died? He, yeah, he was in the military. I can't remember if he had just transferred to the Air Force. But yeah, he was a Marine for a very long time. Oh, praise he be was to awesome. God. Yeah. So yeah, he was he was an awesome guy. But anyways, when I think of the banners, that's what I think of. Unashamed holding up, this is what I stand for. This is what I'm going to defend. This is what I'm going to fight for. And in the name of our God, we set up our banners and say, this is where we stand. It was so the colors. God. You know, especially yeah, when you watch those old Civil War movies, those guidons, yep. the colors, yep. follow the flag, and they would follow the American flag, and then they would have the colors hanging mm -hmm. from the flag. You know, 3rd Regiment, the 1st yep. Connecticut, you know, the 5th yep. North Carolina, whatever the case may be, you stand up for your people, you move out, you get the victory. Yep. And, uh, and, and, you know, I think in Psalm 20, those first five verses really talk of the need for praying to the Lord, rejoicing mm -hmm. in his salvation, as it says in five. In the name of God, we will set up our banners, what you're talking about. The Lord fulfills thy uh, petitions. And I think going there and understanding that, but that gives you confidence. That's where we go in six. It says, now mm -hmm. know that I, the Lord, saveth his anointed. He will hear him from his holy heaven, saving strength of his right hand. Some trust in chariots, some trust in horses, but we will remember the name of God. Isn't that so true? Yeah. Some trust in the tank, some trust in this. And it's important you have all that stuff. It's important you have the most modern equipment. It's important you have all that. But the most important, the place that we need to start our daily battles, our daily warfare, what we're fighting with here in this world, where we wrestle not against principalities. Well, we wrestle not, not we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Against principalities. And Thank you. She, phew, again, the best co-host in the business, saving me, man. And <laughs> and I just say we stopped in the middle of this podcast so I could eat a fueling or a bar to make this right. And uh, we're, you know, we're messing people up here. But anyway, here's the, here's the important part. I'm messing people up. 
But then we get to this point where we're a confident leader. We trust in our prayers. We, we do those different things. We, we march on. And what do we tell our folks here from a practical point? We pray first. We got that. Mm -hmm. Out of the way, we're always prayed up, we're always ready to go. As these guys knew in Deuteronomy, before we go into battle, we give the battle is the Lord's, as it says over there in mm -hmm. 1 Samuel. But, but then you get to the point where you gain the confidence from that prayer. And uh, Dr. Lee Robertson used to say, everything rises and falls on leadership. And I can tell you, as being a retired U.S. Army soldier, that's just the way it goes. And, uh, and, and we're talking about this confidence here and trust in, uh, some trust in things. We trust in God. They are brought down and fallen, but we are a risen people. We are risen and stand upright. And so what do we say to somebody who's struggling to battle and through their days, going through the hard times? I mean, what do they get out of this part? Being confident, being a leader, being ready to serve God. What do we get out of this? Well, I think I get out of this that once God, you know, we've sought God's face, he's given us direction in how to pray. He's given us faith. He's given us confidence. In the New Testament, we're told that faith without works is dead. And it's not enough. God doesn't say, just trust me. Now, sometimes he does. That The Hebrew boys that went into that fiery furnace couldn't do anything but trust God. And you guys sing that song. Mm-hmm. We're singing that tonight. And Daniel, he had to choose to just trust God when he got thrown into the lion's den. Yeah. But David and many others, Paul, we think of New Test putting it in New Testament terms, if they had just had their faith and didn't act on it, we wouldn't have books of the Bible. We wouldn't have David and Goliath. David could have trusted God to take out Goliath, but if he wasn't willing to go out there and face him, if he wasn't willing to go out there with that stone and that sling and do war against the enemy, he wasn't going to God see, see God do the miracle. He wasn't going to see God give the fulfillment of that confidence, of that promise that David had, had given Dave, you know, David that desire and that confidence in his heart. And when God's given us direction yeah, and he's given us a prayer and he's laid that burden on our heart to pray for something and we pray and God gives us confidence, if we don't act on that, then it's dead. Yeah. And we need confidence. We need confidence to go to work. And some, some of the people exactly listen right. to me. When you have uh, PTSD, yeah. you need God's confidence some mornings just to get up in the morning. And you need confidence to just to raise your family. You mm -hmm. need confidence just to... Uh, pay your bills. You need confidence to buy that house. I mean, there's there's so many things. Every realm of life. Every realm of life, and 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 I think a confident leader or somebody who serves God, and you are a leader when you're a Christian. Yes. It doesn't matter what role you have. You are a leader. People you're need you. Impacting others. Your, your community needs you. Yes. And and there's those who need you. Uh, and, and you know, folks, I guess we set ourselves off with that prayer every morning. We set ourselves off listening to things like this podcast, reading the Word of God, trying to expound on the Word of God, trying to go to different places. We've talked over and over again about chronicling the Word of God. But, you know, some will say, well, Brother Doug, I've been through this trauma. I've been through this trauma. We talked to one of our dear friends last, last night on the phone who's just going through a a trial because she's never had to learn certain things in life. And, and, and folks, we all go through those trials where we, we need to go to God. We need to start with God, not others. We need to make sure we're with the right people. And uh, if I can tell you one thing today, if there's one practical thing you need to get out of this, this whole thing, it's the whole prayer thing. But if there's two, uh, because prayer is so important, it'll get you to number two. Number two is that confident leader. 
uh, is knowing that God can give you all he needs through your prayer. And, uh, and God can, and, and, and someone would say to me, what's the best time to pray? What would you say to somebody who would say, uh, Stephanie, what's the best time to pray? You know, I have my kids, I have my house, I have this. What's the best time for me to pray? What would you say? 24-7. Yeah. I don't think there's ever, there is never a bad time to pray. Yeah, the two shortest verses in the Bible. Pray without ceases and rejoice evermore. And uh, if you pray without ceasing, in other words, if it's always an attitude of prayer, you will rejoice evermore. I wrote a sermon one time on that. If you pray without ceasing. Now, these verses trade places in the Greek. So uh, the shortest one is the longest one in the Greek from those two. But praying without ceasing is, doesn't, doesn't mean that 24 hours a day you're praying. Of course, you've got to drive. Of course, it's an attitude. It's thanking God for that car not pulling in front of you. It's thanking God for where you're going. It's praying hey, God Hey, you for can you're pray going. while you're driving. Just pray with your eyes open. I closed my eyes one time. It was almost a disaster. I was praying. I pray all the time. I mean, when you're driving. Yeah. Hey, that's. I think it's great prayer time. It is a great. I mean, you got some time on your hands. That's for sure. But don't let it distract you. Don't listen your to a talk show host. Oh my, they'll mess you Seriously, up. Seriously, take that time. I'm convinced that if Christians spent more time praying while they drive instead of listening to the counsel of the ungodly and standing in the way of sinners, oh my goodness, we might a, see God do amazing things. And what a waste of time just to turn on the radio and listen to rock music or something. What a waste of time. There's yeah. so much to learn. There's so much. I mean, things like this podcast, uh, God's Bible, you mm -hmm. know, people who've succeeded in areas using God's word that we can learn from. There's so much out there. Uh, there are so many places you can go with that yeah. and, and build that confidence and trust in God and see what God has done through other people. Mm -hmm. You know, part of the problem, Stephanie, is some of these folks listening to us have been through junk yeah. and they're thinking their value uh, is not up to God. I mean, what do you say to those folks? I say that every single person was created, has been created in God's image. And to bring God glory. And there's none of us that's better than anyone else. And I'm sorry if, if someone has put you in a spot of making you feel, and I've been in that place before, where someone makes you feel that yeah. you're, you're less than them, that you're inferior to them. If, if you've been around someone like that, that's a messenger of Satan. Get away. And yeah, yeah separate from Unless them. you're married to them, then you have to go to a pastor and stuff, get that right. Don't leave right. your husband or wife. Right. Now, there's some negative juju that goes on there. But, you, but you know, you're created in God's image and for his glory. For God and so he loved the world. You. Yes, he died for you. He died for and you. And you, if you have accepted him as your savior, you are his child. And you can come as confidently and as boldly before the throne of grace as David did in this psalm. And yeah. you can make God's word your own and claim these promises. Find joy, find victory in what God wants to be and will be in your life to you. Yeah, I, I, I think that's it. And I think, you know, the sovereign Lord at the end of this, mm. you know, that last verse there in, in Psalm number 20, just talking about the sovereignty of God, uh, verse number nine, save, Lord, let the king hear us when we call. Amen. Dear God, you're sovereign, hear our call, hear our plea. You alone can fix this. You alone can change this. 
And now, now what would you say? Now, this is something that always crosses my mind. We, we certainly hear from a lot of young men and young ladies who've been sexually assaulted or otherwise abused and, yeah. and put into a lower place. And, they, you know, people have been predators around them and they, they've taken advantage of them and, and uh, they don't feel like they're like the rest of the people on earth. What do you say to them? Well, I'll say the same thing to them that you said to me. Um, being broken yeah. is not a bad place to be. Does it hurt? Yes. Is it full of pain? Is it traumatic? Yes. But God specializes in taking broken vessels. That's right. Broken people and gluing those pieces back together and making a beautiful vessel. That God loves the broken him. folks. And you know what? There is something incredibly beautiful. I don't know if you've ever seen like those bloke, broke, um, broken glass, pit, um, you know, they're like candle holders and things. And there's that broken glass look. And then you put a candle inside and that light shines through. And there is something, it's very eye-catching. It's very it's beautiful. unique. It's beautiful. And that's what God wants to do with broken people. He wants to make his light shine through them in a way that others see and go, whoa, I got to get a closer look at this because this is unique. This isn't something you just see every day. And that's what God wants us to be. He wants us to be someone who, who attracts others to the light of Christ, yeah. to, to his glory and honor. Yeah. 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 I think that's, uh, I think that's what we got to realize is that, you know, from brokenness can come some of the strongest people, some of the strongest things on earth from the broken from the broken come some of the greatest preachers I've ever met. From the broken comes some of the greatest ladies and men I've ever met in my life. From the broken comes that. Because they can understand people. They can help people. So if you're one of these people that says, well, I'm not like the rest of the world. Yes, you are. And, and don't let the abuse continue with you. It's gone. It's beyond you. And I, and, and I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, well, you don't understand. I don't. And, you know, I could have went through the same things and we don't understand each other. But I do understand God. And I do know that God can fix those things. He's the only one that can unscramble eggs. He's the only one that can fix our attitude. He's the only one that can bring us to that place we need to go. So if you're listening today and you think for any reason you're not as great a value as someone else, you're wrong. And it's, you know, hey, self-esteem is important, self-value is important, self-worth is important, but that all comes from God. We're trying to get that from the wrong place. We're trying to get that from, you know, well, if I feel good about myself about this, if I empower myself, no. If you empower Jesus Christ to live through you, if you empower the Holy Spirit to come onto you, if you empower God's attributes to make a difference in your life, you know what? All those things will go grow dim. All those things will grow strangely dim. How does that song go? The things and, of this. And the things of this earth will grow strangely dim. Hey, folks, do you think we ought to end today's podcast with a song? I think we ought to end today's podcast with a song. So let me think about that. Something about being broken, coming out the other end. Maybe something that we did. Uh, maybe a verse of a light from heaven. And, I thought uh, you were going to go there. Yeah, yeah. This is a song that we wrote. But anyway... So important, so important, friends, listen. If you're out there today and you're down on yourself, it's the devil. The devil loves hitting people where it hurts. The devil loves repeatedly punching people in the bruise. The devil loves repeatedly bringing things up in people's life. The devil loves knowing you're miserable. And if you're miserable, he wants to make you more miserable. The devil loves ruining your life. The devil will take the worst thing about your life 
and make it everything about your life. Trust me. Trust me. We see that with the, these young people. I tell people all the time, I'd rather be single wanting to be married than be married wanting to be single. These young people are, uh, you know, coming right out of college, making mistakes. We, we see a dozen of these people in every church. And uh, listen, just stop. Breathe. The devil wants to take advantage of those things in your life that are terrible to you. Give those things to God. God's Word says something about His strength being your weakness, doesn't He? Doesn't he? His strength being made perfect in our weakness, yes. Oh, even better. His strength being made perfect in your weakness. So again, you never share a foxhole with somebody who's braver than you, and you never have a co-host with someone who's dumber than you. So oh, anyway, yeah. here we here we go, and and Stephanie is obviously much brighter than I am. Not. So we are going to oh, end. Oh, my word. So let's go through verse 1 of a light from heaven, and then we'll... Uh, have to get this over to our radio stations and stuff. Can I do the last verse? Because that's the one that was going through my head and I don't have the words in front of me. You know what? I think the peeps want to hear the last verse. Okay. All right. The path now lit with light divine brings peace through his comfort and love. He shines through valleys where darkness thrives to a view of heaven above. There's a light from heaven that never dims the hope of glory. Our eyes turn to him the Savior is waiting to guide you through and share abundant life with you. Folks, there's a light from heaven. How do you grab a hold of that light? Listen to every word. What an honor it is to be with you folks. Now, listen, we want to make sure you're safe, so don't miss a word of this. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. One of the more exciting things about our ministry is being able to tell people how they can know for sure they're saved and believe in Jesus Christ and spend eternity in heaven. The Bible tells us there's four things we need to know to be saved. The first thing it tells us is we're all sinners. The Bible says there are none righteous. It says that everybody in the world is a sinner. The second thing that the Bible teaches us is there's a price on sin. The Bible says for the wages of sin is death. The third thing and the good news that the Bible teaches us today is it says, but God commendeth his love toward us while we were yet sinners before we were even born, Christ died for us. So we can know we're a sinner. We can know there's a price on sin, but thank God that Christ died for us. Then the Bible says we must speak it in our mouth and believe it in our heart that all we need to do is pray to God, believing in a heart that Christ has died for our sins and ask him to save us in Jesus Christ's name. And you know what, folks? He will. If we can do anything to help you in that area, please send us a message. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.